Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to teach children about the Sabbath and to lead them through a study of the Bible. Remember to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. I'm Auntie Nat. It's great that you could all join us to meet with the King. Come and join our worship time together. Hello, Auntie Cecily. Welcome to our worship time today. Hello, Auntie Nat. Hello, children. Welcome to our worship today. I'm glad you've come here to meet the King. Auntie Cecily, could you please say a prayer for us before we have our worship? Yes. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for our safekeeping during the week. Thank you that we can enjoy the rest on your Sabbath day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Do you know that this is a great time to reflect on our week and thank God for the many blessings he's brought us. Sarah, you've got a blessing to share with us today. My grandpa had a pacemaker put into his heart and it was successfully installed. He was 86 at the time, so I praise God for waking him up from the surgery. That's great, Sarah. Thanks for sharing that with us. Auntie Cecily, you have something to share with us too, something about the Sabbath. Yes. Last Sabbath, we talked about rest. God rested as an example for us, and he commands us to rest as well. God wants us to keep the Sabbath holy. In Nehemiah 13, 15 to 22, the Bible tells us not to do any business work or schoolwork, and not to buy and sell on the Sabbath. He wants us to spend the day with him and leave the cares and burdens of the world for that day. Mm. He wants our minds focused on him. God in his holy wisdom knows that for our health and well-being, resting with him on the Sabbath is very good for us. Mm. God, the master creator, knows our bodies inside out and upside down. Mm. He knows our bodies and minds are at their best when we rest on the blessed seventh day Sabbath. Amen. Thank you, Aunty Cecily. God's so good. Do you know another way that we can worship God on the Sabbath is to worship him in song? Pastor Rick has joined us. Thanks, Pastor Rick. Hello, boys and girls. Let's sing This Is The Day. Who knows it? Give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. Give me oil in my lamp. 
Rick, can we sing Make Me Like You? Ah, yes. Lord, make me like you. Please make me like you. Pastor Rick, it's great to praise God in song. Now, Elijah, we discovered a blessing at Sunnyside this week. Will we share that with the children at home? Yes. Okay, let's have a look at that. Hello, boys and girls. My name is Dr. John Hammond. Welcome to the Australian home of Mrs. Ellen White. Come with me. I've got some stories to tell you. You know what? My favorite meal of the week is Sabbath lunch because my wife, she makes a special lunch and a nice dessert. And Ellen used to do the same thing. And on this particular Sabbath, she made a beautiful rice pudding. And when they were ready for it, they went out to the kitchen and the rice pudding was gone. Not just the rice pudding, the dish, the cutlery, the tablecloth, everything in the kitchen was stolen. Ellen was so upset, she went to the police and she said, what's going on? And the policeman's name was Sergeant Berry. He said, oh, Ellen, there are some naughty people here. Many years ago, three families who were ex-convicts, they lived just over the hill there at Martinsville and the families have grown and there are 250 of them and they are all thieves. And they will take anything that is not too hot or too heavy. And we advise you to get a watchdog. Oh. Okay, she got a watchdog with the fiercest name that was named after a very fierce Persian king thousands of years ago. And the king's name was Tiglath Pileser. I think they called the dog Tig. Well, Tig turned up. He had the most ferocious bark. Now, I want you all together to give me the most ferocious bark you can. One, two, three, bark. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
That would scare the 250 people right over the mountain. Tiglath had an awful bark. And they tied him up by the fence just over there. But you know what? He had a big bark. But whenever somebody came, he'd wag his tail. They didn't know what to do with the thieves. And Alan came up with a plan. She said, we won't scare them away. We will draw them with love and we will change them. How are you going to do that? There was a sickness. We call it an epidemic. And it went right through the district. There were people who were so sick. And every day she would go to a house and she would bring food or she would wash the baby or she would ask them if they had enough medicine and she went right over into the area where the 250 thieving people who were descendants of the convicts were living and you know one by one she won them over she took them food and Tiglath he was such a friendly dog show you his picture here he is he's actually got a whole page in the autograph book greetings from Tiglath Pelisa and he had a chain and he was so strong I think he wanted to say hello to people he pulled it off see that the kennel is tilted over he never hurt anybody but let me tell you about the people they stopped swearing, they stopped drinking, they stopped smoking, they accepted Jesus. And one by one, they changed their lives. And if Alan White had bought a really fierce dog that bit people and chased them, there would never have been one to Jesus. She loved animals and she loved people. And gradually they joined the church. And you know what? After one year, nobody ever, ever stole anything from Alan's house. Don't you think that's the best way? Win them with kindness. Have you seen people do that who are kind when they are cruel? Other people are cruel to them. This is what Alan did. She won them over by being kind. And Tiglath, whose name was Tig, was a happy dog, but he never bit anybody. Thank you. Hi, boys and girls. Happy Sabbath. Welcome back to our Bible study. I hope you know now to have your Bibles ready so you can read along with us. Auntie Cecily, could you please say a prayer before we open the word? Yes. Dear Lord, thank you for this time that we can spend with you. Please be with the boys and girls as they read their Bibles and touch their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, last Sabbath, we studied about a very faithful, obedient man. Kate, who was that man? Noah. It was Noah. We're going to study about another man who was very faithful and obedient, and his name was Abraham. Now, it's been about 400 years since the flood, and Abraham's about 75 years old. Let's read about that, Liam. Can you please read Genesis 12, 1 to 3? Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, 
and make you, your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. Mm. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Mm. Thanks, Liam. So God asked him to leave his country and his family. Do you think that would have been hard to leave your family? Yeah. Yes, but Abraham loved God. Let's see who went with him. Ella, can you please read Genesis 12, 4 to 5? So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took, he, took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions as they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Okay, so who went with Abraham, his wife Sarah, and his nephew Lot, and lots of their helpers and workers? Let's go to our faith chapter, Auntie Cecily, and read Hebrews 11, 8, and see what that says. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. Okay, we're going to look at our torchlight now, Mrs. White's writings, to see what that sheds on that verse. Thanks, Nick. You're going to read that for us today. Abraham's unquestioning obedience is one of the most striking evidences of faith to be found in all the Bible. Wow. So that tells us that Abraham was a very obedient and faithful man. I wonder why God asked him to leave his home. I think it may have been because there was, they were worshipping a lot of idols. And Abraham loved God and God loved Abraham. And he asked Abraham to go to a land where they wouldn't be influenced by all the idols because they had to preserve a line for which Jesus would be born into. Okay, so Abraham and Sarah had no children, which means Sarah was barren. She couldn't have a baby. Remember in Genesis 12, 2, that God promised he would bless Abraham and make him a great nation. So Abraham was troubled. Let's read what God had promised him again. Let's read Genesis 15, 5. Elijah, can you read that for us, please? Then he brought him outside and said, Look, look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. Mm. So that was a great promise God was making to Abraham. But do you know what? Abraham and Sarah were human like you and me. And they were getting old and they were having doubts and thoughts. And they thought, how can God bless us and make us a great nation like all the stars in the sky if we have no children? Let's read and see what happens next. Kate, can you please read Genesis 16, verses 2 to 3. So Sarah said to Abram, See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abram needed, heeded the voice of Sarah. Then Sarah, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband Abram to be his wife. After Abram had dwelt 
10 years in the land of Canaan. Mm, oh dear. Did Sarah and Abram take matters into their own hands? I think they did. They weren't patient and they didn't wait on God. Are you supposed to have two wives? No. No. Hagar gave him a son, Ishmael. And if we were to continue to read, it caused no end of trouble. There was jealousy and there was arguments and heartaches in the household. Do you think that's what God wants for us? I think Abraham and Sarah learnt their lesson the hard way. Again, God comes to Abraham and promises him to make him a father of many nations. We can find that in the first part of chapter 17. So God still loved Abraham. Okay, let's read. Chapter 17, Genesis chapter 17, 17 and 19. God has something to say to Abraham. Ben, you're going to read that for us. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? And shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? Then God said, No, Sarah, no, Sarah, your wife shall bear us shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his descendants after him. Mm, So did that happen? It did, and we can read that in chapter 21. Nick, you're going to read that for us. We're looking at Genesis 21, 1 to 3. Might have to go over a few pages in our Bible now. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age, at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son, who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. Mm, So did God keep his promise? He did, didn't he? Even though Sarah and Abraham were very old to have children, God did it in his own timing. Nothing's impossible with God. We're going to read that in our memory verse. Let's look at that in Luke 1.37. And we're going to read that together. You got that? Okay, let's read that together. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Okay, so to finish our story about Abraham, something happened. Let's have a look at that, Ben. In Genesis 22... One to two. Can you read that for us? Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Mm, So what's happening here? God's testing Abraham. Have we studied that before about how God tests people? It happened in the Garden of Eden and it happened with Cain and Abel, didn't it? Let's see if Abraham passes the test. Auntie Cecily, can you please read Genesis 22, 3 and then 9 to 13 for us? So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. In continuing on at verse 9. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there 
and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. Did Abraham pass the test? Yes. He did. Praise the Lord. Do you know what? In James 2.23, the Bible tells us that Abraham was called a friend of God. Thank you, boys and girls, for joining us in reading the Bible. Would you like to be a friend of God? We can be. Just ask him. Claim that verse we talked about in James 2.23 over your life. God loves us so much that he longs for us to be his friends and to have a close relationship with him. Next Sabbath, we are going to study about how through prayer, a very special person was found for Isaac. When we keep the Sabbath, we get to know God better and realize how much he wants to build a relationship with us. You can be a friend of God just like Abraham. Mm. One way to strengthen your friendship with the Lord is to study your Bibles. We want to encourage you to read your Bibles not only on the Sabbath day, but every day. Auntie Nat, would you tell us about the devotional that relates to our study today? Sure. Yes, we have a seven day devotional study available on Abraham and Sarah, the subject we study together today. This devotional expands on what we have learnt. You can download and print it free from our website, which is on the screen. This will help you to read your Bible every day and to spend time getting to know God. Auntie Cecily, shall we go over our memory verse that we study today? Yes, let's do that. Children, are you ready to read it through? Luke 1.37 For with God, nothing will be impossible. Auntie Nat, you ready to sing our blessing song to the sure, children? Sure, sure, let's do that. Lunch. 
On Sabbath days, I like to go to the park and spend time with my family and listening to nature. On Sabbath, I like spending time with my friends and listening to the sermon and having lunch together. You have been listening to a production of 3AB in Australia Television. God bless you, kids. Remember to join us next week.